This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. A 93.7 a ticket and the ticketfm.com. Good afternoon. We've made it to Friday, folks. Happy Friday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary are with you today. Rico, hello. Hello. How's it going, man? It's going great. Thank you for uh, holding it down yesterday. Oh, absolutely. It was a lot of fun. We got um, We had a pretty... Pretty strong discussion in the first segment, Rico. I, I heard that the text line was quite alive. They were alive, and I loved it, actually. I would like to say that. I loved how alive the text line was. I hope that we have a similar response when we do the tip jar later today, which is basically a text bag, which is basically a um, fun segment. So whatever you send in. Remember, the tip jar, that'll be at 2.30 today. We, we, we want to talk about some sports in the first segment. We'll hit on some things that involve sports and stuff but first i want to um say the tip jar you guys know how it is it is um either any text that you want any questions that you want it can be as wild or as serious as possible and you can throw in advice as well if you are one of those people that like giving advice so we can do that as we go along here give the youngin some advice send in some weird questions do whatever you would like via the uh starter starter Heyman. Text line, 402-464-5685. Yeah, so you guys know the drill there. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarah Heyman Text Line, both those open for you, as well as the video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And then you can find us on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainer, and at Radio Rico AC. All Alexa, right. play 93.7 The Ticket. Are we doing that every day? I think I might. I don't know how many feel, people are actually listening from home and near, like that, near their Alexas. Or you can be like, hey, Google. Play 93.7 The Ticket. I feel like that's kind of a bad bit, Rico. Is it? I'm not going to lie I'm just you. reminding people you can use your Alexa or your Google devices to, and just to say, play 93.7 The Ticket, and it'll play it. Okay. That sounds good. Um, Rico, a lot of emotions, I'm sure, last night between the New York Knicks and Boston Celtics games. So I will give you... Actually, we we forgot to do Rico's recap already. We're day three of Rico's recap. Rico's recap. It. All right, you, you give me a minute. So a minute. So you have until nine ten to give me the recap. Okay. So yesterday, KJ wasn't feeling too hot, so he stayed home from daycare, which is why I had to leave because I had to go take over for Rachel. She had to go back to work, so I went home. I hung out with KJ for a little bit. He napped most of the time, but when he was awake, he was very playful. But you know, it just just you know, baby's not feeling too hot. Uh, Ellie came home. We watched uh, Encanto again. We watched some more Disney movies. And then I turned on the Knicks basketball game, and Ellie loves basketball now. So it was, it was a good time. And then everybody went to sleep, and we were good. Perfect. Nice work, Rico. Now, how how long do you need to talk about the Knicks? Uh, I could go all show about the Knicks. Because we will, we'll talk quite a bit about the NBA right now. Well, and just kind of the Boston Celtics and New York Knicks because the I Boston a, Celtics epic collapse. I think that the Celtics need to split up Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Um, 
but first I'll let you talk about the Knicks because R.J. Barrett kind of um, was the reason you won that game. Obviously, mm-hmm. his big shot. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle did Another the thumbs reason. down. Did the thumbs down yes, to the fans. Did. Because he's got he got a big bag over the off season, yes. and he hasn't had the best season. He has not performed up to said bag. No. Uh, Evan Fournier also got a big bag over the off season, and his only good games have come against the Celtics. He well, dropped a career team. high forty one though, so there is that. Which I'm not mad about him, you know, having his best games against the Celtics because the Cel- I I hate the Celtics and I I wish the Knicks would beat them and the Celtics would lose every game they ever play. So I'm fine with that. I just wish that a guy that they're playing, paying around $90 million for mm-hmm. um, would play well against other teams as well. So where are you guys sitting at right now? Are you tenth. guys 10th in the East? 10th in the East, four Ooh. games out of like fourth place. That's rough. Okay. Well, that's not too bad, I suppose. The East is is don't say it either not strong or strong. The East is One strong. One of those is true. Eastern. Let's see, Eastern Conference. The top three teams, what, Bulls, Nets, Bucks. Bucks? Yeah. Strong teams, although some people believe that the Bulls are fakes. Yeah, I was listening to First Take this morning, and they were giving their predictions on, and I kind of told you this, Rico, predictions on who would escape or come out of the East, and they said the, the Bulls were fake. They said the Bulls were frauds. Fraudulent. Here's here's my thing on the on the Chicago Bulls. I don't think that they're actually going to win or contend for the NBA Finals. But they are twenty five and ten. They are three games a game and a half. I should say, game and a half up on the Nets. Why do you not believe that they could contend? They have all the makings of an NBA Finals. Like when you think of an NBA Finals contender, outside of you know having LeBron or Steph Curry or Kevin Durant, yeah, uh, they have two. Really good stars who can score the ball pretty much at will. Um, one of them is a much better defender than the other. Uh, you have a good big man who can stretch the floor. Mm-hmm. You have a point guard who can defend at a high level, can hit you know some timely shots, and is very good at distributing the basketball. And you've got a bunch of role players who know their role and, and do what they want. You have a really high-level defender in Alex Caruso who is also yeah, a big, good shooter. Big get. Like You have everything that you need to be a title contender – except for the fact that none of them are really – like the biggest name you have is Zach Levine, and he made his name out of I, dunk contests. And I don't know if he's the biggest name that we have right now. I, Who I would it be? Would it be DeMar? Because would, would it DeMar's, be DeMar? DeMar's, <laughs> DeMar's biggest criticism was when he was in the East yeah. playing for the Raptors that he couldn't get past LeBron James. Like they, they would have amazing regular seasons. They'd get in the postseason, and they would fold. So yeah. that's that's the biggest knock against him. And then with Zach Levine, it's, oh, he's a dunk contest champion. That's about it. But he's been making his way, you know, up into the upper echelon of NBA players yeah. with with his most recent play, you know, last season and this season where he's he's shooting the ball really well. He can still get to the rim when he wants. And he's, you know, displayed uh, more handles, more touch around, you know, getting passes to getting his teammates involved. I think part of it would just, for me personally, is that, we don't have the Chicago Bulls do not have a main superstar. It's definitely a collective effort mm-hmm. that you need dudes playing well together. Um, I mean, if you think about the- and you think about all the the championship winning teams, I mean, they all have that one superstar. Superstar, whether it's Anthony Davis, whether it's KD, whether it's LeBron. Well, if you think about and Golden so State, you- the first time they won, like Steph was a just, star, just getting, but to- he wasn't quite the superstar level. 
They well, were a really solid team. And I guess maybe a comparable team right now in terms of, of competing for an NBA Finals would be the Phoenix Suns, who, I mean, Devin Booker. Devin well, they Booker have CP3. Is a, they have a Hall of Famer. Yes, but we can have that whole conversation again of whether or not CP3 is a superstar right now. I mean, I, his, I think, I, he's I think, the only player in NBA history with 20,000 points and 10,000 assists. Yeah. So, I think that I mean, would consider him a superstar. I suppose he's so. old. He's older, but I I still believe CP3 is a superstar. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, no questions asked. So that reminds me of the all the conversations he, that we had. back Is then. he their best player? No, no, he is not. But he is a bona fide superstar Hall of Famer. That's I, I would agree with that. That's a good point. Yeah. So maybe and and part of it maybe for the Chicago Bulls is just that Billy Donovan's the head coach. Yeah, I guess that would be the um, biggest knock. Billy Donovan's him. the head coach. Also. I mean, the Nets are behind you. Now Kyrie Irving's going to be back for road games. They're, they have a home game that's being televised on ESPN on Friday. You know what's going to happen? But Kyrie's not playing because it's a home game. Bro, I would be so petty as a mayor of a, of a city. If I was the mayor of Chicago, you make the playoffs, let's say it's the Eastern Conference Finals. Kyrie can't play in Brooklyn because of the COVID rules. If I'm the mayor of Chicago or whoever makes the decisions, I'm going to be like, Out. you need to be vaccinated to, to, to come to, to, to play at the United Center or whatever. Like I would be, I would be so petty. I would be okay with that. I just need. I, I also, I'll be the first to admit I haven't looked at the Chicago Bulls schedule coming up. But it would be hilarious. We'll see if. Uh, so I'm just gonna be like, okay, oh, you so, play road games, psych. So tonight we host DP's Washington Wizards. We, you on the team now? I am. <laughs> you talking the Knicks like we? I don't say we. I say they. Okay, the Chicago Bulls go host the Wizards at Mavericks, Pistons at home, Nets at home. There it is. Wednesday, January 12th. That is uh that is the day that Kyrie Irving comes to Chicago. Oh, buddy. 9 p.m. So, I the better and the, the, the get farther the Celtics again tomorrow. The long, in Boston? Yep. Yeah. On NBA TV, I think everybody should watch and cheer on the Knicks. Evan Fournier is going to go off again. You don't have NBA TV yet, do you? No, I have YouTube TV, which has NBA TV. Nice. <laughs> I was wondering how you were watching that game last night. But um, 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sutter Heyman text line, both those still open for you. Cubsker says this, the Bulls don't need that all-star big name when playing like a team and giving it that full team effort wins championships. Yes, but Billy Donovan's their head coach. That That is true. But like <laughs> I said, the, the last team to do that without a – certified superstar was the Golden State Warriors who and, had certified superstars. They just weren't there yet. And who would in be... In terms of notoriety. Okay, who would be the Steph Curry on the Chicago Bulls right now? Would it be DeMar? Like the best player? That's that's the whole thing. Is like, there's nights, It'd be Zach Levine. Well, there's nights that DeMar drops 35 and Zach Levine drops 29, and you're like, well, DeMar's leading this team in scoring. Well, they're playing, they're in, playing re- Steph. There's times exactly. where Clay drops more than Steph does. Which, how excited are we for Clay I'm return? so excited for Clay Thompson to return. So, I was sitting in the barbershop this morning, actually. Who would Lonzo Ball be? I guess the good version of Draymond Andre, Green. Andre Iguodala? The good version of Draymond Green? Maybe. <laughs> Since he runs their offense for the most part? Maybe. So, anyway, I was sitting in the barbershop this morning. We were talking about Clay Thompson. Rico, what if Clay Thompson does not shoot as well as he did before his injury? That what would if, suck. What if we've seen the best of Clay Thompson? Like he doesn't. So like, does that mean he stays? Like he effective. stays 
like where he was, or he doesn't get better than D- where he just was. Just regret, like slowly regresses, and it's it's. I mean, apparent. that would be sad, but I want to like his. The best thing about Clay Thompson was he was fantastic off the ball, moving without the ball, as exactly. you know, shown by his sixty point six dribble game, or you know, whatever that was. Um, a, a very high level defender. He would guard. He would that's, guard the other team's best guard, the other team's best player, pretty much. Well, that's something to think about. Is will his lateral movement, will all the movement without the ball, that's, be the same? That's the problem because it was his Achilles. So bingo. I don't know. I hope so. He's been doing a lot. Of, he sat out like two, three full years. So yeah, I would like to it's think that time. he physically can do it. But conditioning wise, is going to be an issue. He's not going to be playing the same amount of minutes or even close. Uh, for at least a couple of weeks because he's got to get that conditioning down. And it's it's impossible to get into basketball shape without playing basketball. Well, and th- it would be really sad because you would feel like right before his injury, you really saw him progressing towards that superstar next to Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. And he was it was like, man, this guy's just a couple couple games and performances away from really turning a corner and being considered as that top level kind of guard. Mm-hmm. So, um it would be it would be disappointing if he did not um come back as strong as he left prior if to If Clay Thompson doesn't get better, is he a Hall of Famer with his current resume? Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to roco slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. Ooh. Okay, so what's his current resume here? NBA champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have to look up his resume. NBA He's champion. Obviously Olympic, all-star. Olympic gold medalist, I believe. Here, hold on. Yes, please find that. I don't know. That'd be, that'd be really interesting. Um, the Clay Thompson Hall of Fame. This would be a question for Strick. We it should, would be. We should, we should ask Strick this later this afternoon. Uh, five-time All-Star, three-time NBA champion, two-time oh, All-NBA, 2018-19 All-Defensive player, 2011-2012 All-Rookie team, um, 19 at first career, 19.5 points, 3.5 rebounds, 2.3 assists. Here, here's I've a question. how many points he scored in his career. Here, here's a question. Here's the kind of the question to answer that question. Ooh, here's the question to find out whether or not he's a Hall of Famer. Go. Can he, would Golden State have won those titles, three of them, mm-hmm. without him? <sighs> that would be the that would be the true question. Because if if yes, they were such a good team, but he was a part of everything. When they had Kevin Durant, yes, they would have won it without, without Clay him. Thompson. They would have so won so them. two time. So just say for the worst case scenario, two time. 
Yeah, I don't know. I still <laughs> think I still what, think they would have. What a debate. And and that's all that that whole discussion comes if he he's does got, not come back strong. He's got 11,995 points in his career. In his wow. Eight full eight seasons that he's played. Wow. It's a lot of points. Yeah. Dave Braska says this on the text line. Rico Boo Nix, who won on a lucky shot last night. It was a lucky shot, but R.J. Barrett practices it. Bro. So it is what it is. I'm going to be like almost, almost, not all, almost all buzzer beater <laughs> shots are lucky shots. Not DeMar's. Because if you're, if you're within, you know, two, three, three seconds Mm -hmm. like you don't really have time to set up and and get everything down and there's going to be somebody in your face so a lot of those game-winning shots are lucky shots it doesn't matter it went did it go in Dave Braska I think it went in so who cares Knicks won RJ Barrett came back from a tough shooting game okay so let's uh should we should we talk quarterbacks? You weren't here for the quarterbacks discussion. Should we talk quarterbacks? I don't mind talking quarterbacks. I like talking we, quarterbacks. We got a couple minutes left in this segment till we have to get to the – don't have to. We get to get to the tip drill. 402-46 tip jar. We can call it the tip drill. No, 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 no. That's just me spending too much time <laughs> with Jay Foreman right there. Um, so we got a couple minutes here. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman text line. Both those open for you the rest of the way. Um, feel free to give us a give us a jingle on the hotline. I think we have somebody. I believe we have somebody. We have Tyler who wants to talk quarterbacks. Tyler, perfect segue, man. Great time. And what's on your mind on a Friday? Happy Friday. Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing well. What's doing up? All right. Doing great. Are you guys trying to talk NFL or our college quarterback? Whichever one you have a you want to have a comment on, we will yeah. we will comment all on, the bro. quarterbacks. Well, I guess I could start with Adrian Martinez transferring to K-State. Yeah, it's a hot topic lately. But do you think, and I know it's just a big question, do you guys think that maybe he could get beat out for starting next year just because you transfer in doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you're guaranteed the spot, you know? So yeah. I wonder if he's even going to start this next season. And I guess the other question I had is how big of a chance do you think it is that we get that Texas transfer quarterback I can remember the name off the top of my head. Casey Thompson. To say it. Casey Thompson, maybe? Yeah. All right, yeah. Well, do you think he has a good chance of coming here? And do you guys think that Adrian Martinez is guaranteed a spot to start? Or do you think he's going to have a lot of trouble with the way K-State performed on offense in their bowl game against LSU? Thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate appreciate the call, Tyler. Thanks for uh, tuning in. 402-464-5685. Keep them coming, guys. So here's, here's what I would say in, in terms of Adrian Martinez. Yes, I, I think he is going to be the starter right out of the gate. Um, and the the reason I say that, so they K State loses Skylar Thompson, who's a multi year starter for them. Behind him, I believe is a kid named Will Howard, who was a sophomore this year. Um, I might be wrong on that. Will Howard is a sophomore. sophomore. Max Marsh is a redshirt freshman. Yeah, and, and, uh, Jaron Lewis is a sophomore. Jake Rub- Rubley is a freshman. Here's so here's something else that came out of um, K-State earlier today. Colin Klein, the former quarterback himself, was promoted to offensive coordinator. Hey. He was the coordinator in the bowl game against LSU. Chris Kleiman liked it. So he was like, hey, yeah, we're going to promote you to offensive coordinator. So they promoted Colin Klein to um, offensive coordinator. And I can tell you this, uh, Colin Klein wanted Adrian Martinez. Colin Klein um, loves Adrian Martinez. Colin Klein and, and Chris Kleiman were kind of talking to Adrian. So we were... And and it goes along with that whole thing of um, whether or not 
what should I say here? Um, I lost my train of thought. It's that whole idea of when you bring in a guy as a transfer, mm-hmm. um, you have that idea that he's starting. Unless it's a guy like Chubba Purdy, right, who clearly has not started in his career. True. And you would assume is not ready. And that's by that whole discussion of Nebraska going after two guys. Second question. i sorry, did you have a comment on Adrian? Well, I was just going to say that nobody on this roster at the quarterback position will have close to anywhere or will have anywhere close to the level of experience that Adrian Martinez has in the college game. So I don't think you bring in a four-year power five starting quarterback to have him sit on the bench. Uh, if he doesn't perform well after his shoulder surgery and recovery, then I I guess I would understand, but I don't see that really happening. Yeah, especially him who has statistics. Obviously not the wins, but like Rico said, the experience. Um, second, the whole Casey Thompson thing. Well, it's a little bit of a delicate situation, right, right now with, with Casey Thompson. So let's let's kind of walk through it. He he self-visits uh, over a couple days ago, I believe Wednesday. Um According to his dad, Charles, he likes everything that he was seeing there. Had a had a group of of Nebraska, Missouri, Oklahoma, Indiana was in there as well. There was one more, I believe, but don't quote me on it. Either way, if you want to go through process of elimination, let's do it. So Indiana actually got Missouri's quarterback yesterday to mm-hmm. commit. So that takes Indiana out of the running for Casey Thompson. Number two, Missouri has flat out said that they are not recruiting Casey Thompson, so that pretty much takes Missouri out of it. Oklahoma has Dylan Gabriel, so you would have a good feeling that Casey Thompson would not want to go there, right? And that Oklahoma feels confident that they immediately took Dylan Gabriel mm-hmm. after Caleb Williams left, that neither they were going to get Casey Thompson or Caleb Williams is going to come back. So that takes Oklahoma out of the mix. You could keep Oklahoma in the mix because Dylan Gabriel only has one year. Casey Thompson has two but it's that it's that idea that you he wants to come in and be the starter. That's why he did not stay at Texas. True, but he's he's from Oklahoma, so maybe that he'd give him like a hometown discount, possibly. And his brother and dad played at Oklahoma as well. So then you have that thought to to comprehend. So I would say that takes Oklahoma out, um, and then all you're left with is Nebraska. So the the chances. And when I talked to when we talked to Sip, Rico wasn't here. So when I talked to Sip yesterday, if you were listening to that. He was saying that he wouldn't be surprised if Casey Thompson's commitment comes up by Saturday or Sunday. So with that being said, you have to feel like Nebraska's in a really good position with Casey Thompson. I just saw this. Um, He just got a third crystal ball projected for him um, on 24-7 sports. And Nebraska wants to take two quarterbacks. So with that... um, that would line up with Chubba Purdy. It would Purdy, line up with Chubba Purdy, years. who you, has four years and you want to develop. Let's go back to the phone lines. We got Jay on the hotline. Jay, appreciate you being patient, man. What's on your mind? Matt, what's going on, fellas? How you doing? Good, good. Living our lives. Good. Hey, so I'm going to shift gears on you uh, and talk NFL, and then I'm going to hang up and listen. Perfect. I, I'm just curious. I'm a huge Chiefs fan. I grew up in Kansas City. You know, I I was the Dave Craig, Steve DeBerg years. What what I'm trying to figure out is all the, all the hate that I see on Facebook and social media about Patrick Mahomes, about mm-hmm. how he was overrated. And I, I still don't un- understand how anybody could ever step up and say that the dude was overrated <clears throat> with what he did in such a short period of time. 
but these people with the way the season started for Kansas City with the struggles that they had offensively, the defense needed to get it right. But the NFL started to figure it out. They started to go two high safeties. They started taking away Kelsey. Uh, they took away the deep ball, made him go underneath, show us you can run the ball. But these people that just jumped on the Patrick Mahomes is overrated bandwagon. I just I don't know what those people are saying now. I just I guess I just don't understand where that that thought process and rhetoric even came from. So love the show, guys. Keep it rolling. I appreciate you. I'm gonna hang up and listen. Thanks. Appreciate it big time, Jay. Yeah. So I was I was I'm not in the bandwagon of Patrick Mahomes is overrated. I think. A lot of people want to see what he's able to do without guys like Tyree Kill and without uh, Travis Kelsey. Um, you, you think about them; they drafted a guy like Clyde Edwards-Helaire, who can't stay healthy. Who can't stay healthy? Number one. Also, there was a lot of pushback on a guy on them drafting him with the last pick in the first, first round. Yep. Um, so thirty second overall after they won the Super Bowl, there was a lot of controversy there. I thought he was because he was he was a smaller back. You don't know how he can do throughout the tackles. Um, and with a, a lot of the time, and this doesn't necessarily apply all the time with uh, with Kansas City because of their potent offense, you feel like you need a running game to complement and open up the passing game. That doesn't mm-hmm. always make sense or, or apply to the Kansas City Chiefs, and we've seen that. So this whole thought of Patrick Mahomes being overrated, I, I'm not part of it. I wasn't ready to call him the next Tom Brady. I'm, not, I'm still not ready to call him all that because we saw the showdown in the Super Bowl. Right when he ran into a really good defense in Tampa Bay, they shut him down, and, and the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Well, he didn't have a left tackle. He didn't have a left tackle. Th- that was a big part, right? Was that they had a mediocre offensive line, and the Bucks just took advantage of that. So they revamped their offensive line. They got they have three rookies starting on their offensive line, and it's actually much improved than it was. And the 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 Patrick Mahomes is overrated. Came from um, what was it? A one, two, three, four, five, six, seven week stretch where he did not go a game without throwing in an interception. There, that is that is where the Patrick Mahomes is overrated because everybody's like, oh, well, look, they figured him out. They figured him out. But really, it was just, you know, the three rookies you had starting on the offensive line had to get it together. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill were dropping balls and and, you know, not really running the right routes. Um, Patrick Mahomes, they were just trying to get it all back together for that for that offense. And once they did figure it out, you saw exactly what happened. They started putting up monster numbers. Their defense figured it out and stopped, mm-hmm. started stopping people, which, again, that was a part of the uh, beginning of the season because they couldn't stop anybody. And the way that their offense was was struggling, they couldn't score enough points to keep up with anyone. So I don't I don't think he's overrated at all. And I mean I'm not gonna say that he's the next Tom Brady. He's the he's the first Patrick Mahomes. And I he's gonna be he's gonna be a Hall of Famer and he's gonna put up massive numbers and I don't I I suspect he breaks many records as as his career goes on and I don't I don't really care to see him without Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey because I think that he can still make things work. I mean you've seen him play Without Travis Kelsey, you know, when, when he had COVID and when Tyreek Hill was injured, they still have weapons around them, and they're just lesser-known names because of those two. You've, you have Byron Pringle. You have Miko Hardman. You have I – don't, I don't know who their backup tight end is, but he put in a great game when Travis Kelsey was out. Is it Blake so Bell still? I think it might be Blake Bell. He put up a great game when he was out. So Patrick Mahomes, not overrated. The Chiefs offense just needed to get things back together, and guys needed to stop dropping passes. Mm-hmm. And the defense needed to step up and figure out how to actually stop somebody. I think a big part of it was the interceptions were a big problem this early on this season. He was taking um, more chances was, than he needed to. Exactly. 
And, and what's funny now, you look at that the draft class with Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson was two picks behind him, and Mitchell Trubisky was <laughs> was uh, eight picks in front of him. So it's just kind of wild there. Pete and Seward on the text line says, "Do you guys remember Sam Keller? Yes, mm-hmm. uh, transfer from Arizona State, maybe. Uh, I believe Arizona State transfer was here for two years. Redshirt, one of them." I believe. All right, let's take a timeout. When we come back, let's do the tip jar. Send in your texts, anything you want us to get to, um, any questions, any fun stuff, let's get to it. If you don't get anything, we don't have any participation, we continue. We roll on, 402-464-5685. Let's do it next. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 